What is up? Welcome back. We're talking about B2B versus B2C podcast. What's the difference and why does it matter? Uh, this came up in conversation with a potential client who had a couple of different podcast ideas. They were bouncing around and weren't sure which one would be best for them, which which fits best with our production service, uh, and which had kind of the legs, you know, the the opportunity, the potential to take off the best. And this is a really important thing because if you are if you have the option of a couple of different uh, types of podcasts that you can launch, they can all seem like they're the same from the outside looking in. But when you really delve into them, you realize, oh, this is a podcast for the consumer as opposed to a straight B2B business podcast where you're selling a service to other business owners. And that's typically more of what, what we do is we're in this space of like, if you're a thought leader, you're a speaker, author, coach, trainer, consultant, whatever, and you sell professional services to other entrepreneurs, that's our bread and butter. We're really good at launching shows that'll build you uh, in a, a small, focused, super valuable, super lucrative audience in, in that, that given space and essentially make you micro-famous in that space. That's what we're really good at doing. We do run some consumer podcasts. We've got ones in the alternative health space. We've got ones uh, in the healthcare space. We've got ones in um, real estate investment. A lot is technically B2C. So there's, there's areas where we get into where we run what I would call a B2C podcast. And they can absolutely work, but it depends. And that's what I want to go through here because consumers behave differently and are looking for something different in their content when it comes to professional services. So especially when you sell something that, and not to, dis, to be dismissive, and please don't take this that way, but um, when you sell something that your client might consider a necessary evil, like accounting, insurance, maybe even mortgage or real estate to an extent, uh, I haven't seen a lot of evidence that people are interested in long form audio content about those areas. And you would think, oh, well, what about HGTV? Well, pretty homes and pretty hosts, right? People vacuum that stuff up. But notice what's happening. You look at a show like House Hunters, the hard parts of the transaction are all glossed over. The emphasis is on the homes and the fun of speculating, you know, what homes these two idiots are going to pick out and then yelling at the TV about how dumb they are that they picked that house, not the one that you wanted. Uh, that's a lot of fun, right? That's what people, there's a voyeuristic element. There's all kinds of things going on. They're very well structured so that even though they're technically 30 minutes long, they're really 20 minutes and it's a lot of short form, uh, bite-sized chunks of content back to back for 22 minutes with commercials sprinkled in, like lots of pattern interrupts. But then you have flipping shows and that's another technically that's B2C content that's about real estate. And they actually do show the hard parts, but it's more, it's a reality show. They're playing up the hard parts for drama, but in the end, the house still sells, you know, for the most part, and they usually turn a profit, right? Like there's not a lot of, uh, you don't see a lot of the behind the scenes, hand wringing, going to sleep at night, going, holy cow, I just lost 20 grand on that deal. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of that uh, on the flipping shows, right? You like, ultimately you still see them being successful. So those are obstacles that are thrown in the way, but at the end, the audience knows it's going to be resolved in the end. So if I'm advising someone who's selling a professional service to the consumer, uh, check the search traffic on Google and YouTube for the content that you want to put out, right? So I'm just going to, I've made up some rules of thumb for this. If you can't find evidence that people are actively searching for the content you want to put out, then long form podcasts on the, on the subject probably won't be a winner. So let me say that again. If you can't, if you can't find evidence that people are actively searching for the content you want to put out, then maybe long form podcast content on that subject won't be a winner. We don't know for sure, but we're just kind of playing the odds here. Look at Dave Ramsey. So at first glance, this is a long form show about finances and saving and getting out of debt. It sounds great. Okay, great. The public wants long form content about financial stuff. I do financial stuff. Let's do a podcast about financial stuff. Eh, look closer. 
You have several things going on in a show like Dave Ramsey's. First of all, it's on the radio, which means it's fast paced. There are constant switches in topics. There are pattern interrupts. And then again, you have that voyeuristic element of listening to other people's problems and challenges and his advice. It's it's not really the same long form content in the same style as a podcast. What it really is, it's a bunch of bite-sized chunks of content back to back to back. And that is a whole other animal. That is not how podcasting works. People don't typically go and seek out those types. If you're going to the gym, you don't seek out a show that's like a lot of short form content back to back with a bunch of commercials and yada, yada in it. There are some out there like that, but those really aren't the ones that are super popular. Um, there are obviously there's daily shows. Those can be quick hitting, but even in a 10 to 15 minute show, it's not the same as a radio show where there's nothing longer than, you know, two minutes at a time on the radio, right? Because people's attention spans are just, you know, they're super, super quick with the radio show. So when you look at examples like that and you go, yeah, but what about Dave Ramsey and what about this and that? And you go, yeah, but that's those radio shows are really just a bunch of short form bite-sized chunks of content strung back to back to back to back. That is not the same thing as a podcast. The other thing to take into consideration is that a lot of times consumers are not interested in a professional service until they need them. Most people don't care about real estate in a meaningful way, except for those times every five to seven years when they're looking to make a move. Like, yeah, they'll watch the occasional market report. They'll, they'll listen if they happen to be in the car on the way to Costco on the weekend and they hear a real estate show come on that's hosted by a local agent. They'll listen for a few minutes on the way and they'll go, oh, that's interesting. You know, people have their radar up a little bit, but they don't really pay attention in a meaningful way to where they want to consume content about it and they're seeking something out unless they're actually thinking about making a move. And that only happens every, you know, handful of years. So here's another good rule of thumb. If people only need your service once every few years, then long form podcast content probably again won't be a winner. In these scenarios, people aren't interested in forming new beliefs and being exposed to new new perspectives on the world, taking new actions, getting results, right? All the things that podcasting is really good at, they just want to pay for the results that they want. A lot of times that's the, that's why the profession exists to begin with. Uh, there are entire professions that exist specifically because people don't want to know the details of something, even though they could do it themselves. Look at buying a home, preparing your taxes, investing in 401ks, all perfect examples of this phenomenon. So long form content on 401k investing, you know, it might work but short form content is going to be better. Uh, we have a client who is a top 100 financial advisor in the US as well as a tax attorney. Many of her clients are entrepreneurs, biz owners, high income professionals. So it's a savvier audience, I would say, than just a typical consumer audience. So it's not just a straight B2C show. But even there, even though a lot of people in her audience are you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, she's still doing you know 10 to 15 minute fast paced episodes where she's able to rant uh, on the latest political and financial news and, and explains how that affects her audience. And the show is called Crashes and Taxes, by the way, you should check it out. Um, and what it is, is it's the perfect format for a podcast whose primary audience is a blend of consumers and entrepreneurs who can use her service any time of the year, but don't necessarily have an urgent need for it in the moment because she's not doing a bunch of tax prep stuff to where she gets a surge of clients every April that just want her to do her, you know, prepare my 1040 easy form, right? Which brings me to that, my next point. If your typical client has an urgent need or what's in, in marketing circles are called be called a bleeding neck, uh, they aren't looking for long term, you know, like long form content, right? Why would they be? If they have a bleeding neck right now, they don't want to wade through your hour and 15 minute conversation with a guest to find the answer they want. So I would recommend creating short form content that speaks directly to their urgent need and make that content easy to find in places that they're looking for it. Uh, this is why like at, at the agency level for our done for you service, we're super selective on the clients we take on 
And we tend to not take on clients who sell services or products B2C. Uh, we're, that's very rare for us because it's, it's just, it's such a different world from the business, like thought leadership world that I run in. Uh, B2B buyers, so uh, businesses and entrepreneurs that are buying professional services from uh, like other businesses like coaching and consulting, they are online looking for long form content. They are listening to podcasts for solutions to their problems. And they do have a need, but it's not necessarily so urgent that they're just going to hire any old person that shows up, right? Like, uh, like, hey, I just had a, a pipe burst. Like, I got to get a plumber in here. Like, you don't go listening to a podcast to go, hey, I really want a plumber that I connect with. You know, and that, that does not work like that. You're like, get a plumber in here now. Uh, that's what you want, right? That's a that's a bleeding neck. Um, and uh, and maybe they, you know, uh, B2B buyers might only have that type of level of need once every few years. So for all their other needs, where it's just something ongoing or something that's on their mind that they know they want to take action on, but it's not a bleeding neck, right? It's worth it for them to seek out people that they come to know and trust before pulling the trigger on the sale. Those are the people, those are the audiences where it's worth creating long form content for. So that's my rant on B2B versus B2C. If you want to launch a podcast, but you're not sure kind of which camp it falls into, or you have a couple of different ideas of directions that you could go, uh, just hit us up, go to the website, grab a brainstorm call. We'll go through your podcast idea and see where it falls and who the ideal audience is, and just kind of figure out together whether the audience, uh, you know, whether the idea has potential to build an audience, whether it's going to do for your business what you think it might do. If there's a good direct straight line from the podcast to putting people putting cash in your pocket, stroking you a check, that sort of thing. Because uh, what we do is we take care of everything behind the scenes, including guest booking. So as a client, all you do is show up on Zoom, hit record and talk. Our team takes care of everything else. So we want to make sure that before you get started and you put a podcast out into the world, we want to make sure things like, are people actively searching for that type of content? Are they looking for it in the form of a podcast or are they looking for it maybe just on YouTube, you know, because they're looking for short form stuff? Um, do they need your service now? How much of a need is it? Is it so urgent that they'll just hire any old person or is it is it a need? It's an important need, but it's not so urgent to where they can take their time finding the right person. And they, you know, how often do they need it? Do they need it now? Will they still need it five years from now? Or, you know, are you selling uh, commercial leasing or something where once they sign that lease for the next five years, they don't need you for, for another five years until their building lease comes up. Like all those things, you got to take those things into consideration before you choose to put out a podcast versus doing something like a YouTube channel or a blog that will catch SEO traffic. Those are all things to take into consideration because people are looking for something different out of long form podcast content. So again, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to leave a rating and review for the show. Share it with anyone that you think this would be helpful to them, and we'll see you on the next episode.